morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Follow me on Twitter at MikeFChen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Monday, August 3rd, 2020. And as we continue to wait for the Big Ten schedule to be announced, there was some good news coming out of multiple schools this weekend in recruiting news. And we'll start off with in Bloomington where they got two commitments this weekend. One in-state offensive tackle, Josh Sales, and the other one, Virginia safety, Maurice Freeman. We'll start off with Sales at 6'6", 285 pounds. The young man had offers from Fighting Illini, Maryland, Michigan State, Nebraska, and Arizona State. Big fan of Sales here. I think that anytime you're able to keep a body like that as an offensive tackle in-state, not going to traditional power Notre Dame, who, interestingly enough, he didn't have an offer, uh, so probably didn't fit their profile. But regardless, it was good that Tom Allen was able to keep sales in-state because you hate to see Indiana lose a type of player that's got multiple Big Ten offers, D1 offers, because, not going to lie, their recruiting isn't at that level. So in order for them to succeed, they need to keep those home state school players in there. And that's exactly what they did. So this is a big-time win for them and Tom Allen getting Josh Sales. And we'll move on to Virginia's safety, Maurice Freeman. At six foot, 190 pounds, uh, his offer list, not quite as impressive as Sales. Uh, he had the Illini, Louisville, Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech. Interestingly enough, you're, you're seeing a guy that when you go out to Virginia, uh, Virginia is a pretty decent high school football state. I'm not going to say they are you know, top tier. You're not looking at their Texas, your Florida, your California, your Ohio. I think they're just a, a notch below the top tier schools. So going out and grabbing a guy that's got some solid D1 offers is always a good thing, again, for Tom Allen. So I do like the addition of Maurice Freeman to the Indiana class. And there's one other thing that was big time for Indiana. They resumed practices this past weekend. As we all know, the Hoosiers had to put a pause on their workouts about two weeks ago because... They had too many positive COVID-19 tests, and that's understandable. They are one of five other Big Ten schools to have shut down at one point in time. Um, and, you know, those schools include Michigan State, Ohio State, Maryland, and Rutgers, along with Indiana. Uh, the majority of schools have gone through this already. Uh, they have come out on the other side and have not shut down again. We are still awaiting uh, what happens at Rutgers. Rutgers is there in a little bit of hot water personally. I felt like when the news came out that the Rutgers players decided to go out and have fun and go to a party and risk the fact that they could infect their teammates, that was just irresponsible on their part. And obviously they haven't started anything up yet. But that's a good transition because now you're looking and seeing there's I'm not sure if safety Tim Barrow was one of the guys that tested positive. I'm not sure that safety Tim Barrow was one of the guys that even went to this party. What I do know is 
is that last year he started four games. This year he won't be on the Scarlet Knights team anymore as he decided this weekend that he's going to enter the transfer portal. I don't know if there's a direct correlation between the shutdown at Rutgers and Barrow's decision. I don't. But what I do know is, is that you can't lose a guy that started games for you last year when you're not that great of a program. Right now, Greg Shiano's got a lot of work to do, a ton of work to do, to get that program to a respectable point after the tenure of Chris Ash. And I'll be honest with you, this is not going to help. Yes, they've got some good players coming in, Greg Shiano, and we'll update the recruiting rankings before we get to the basketball side of things where there's a ton of news, by the way. But right now, Rutgers can't afford to lose a guy like Tim Barrow. They really can't. And like I said, I'm not sure if this is a ramification off of the fact that they've shut down their voluntary workouts, but it's just not a good look. Not good news coming out of Rutgers currently. So, uh, you know, it, uh, it it is what it is at the current moment, but I'll tell you what. When you look at how their season is setting up, they need a guy like Barrow. They really do. And for them to lose experience, starting experience, that's just uh, it's, it's an odd situation. And uh, ultimately, I'd be interested to see what Barrow says on his leave when he announces for his next school, or even if he goes back and says why he ultimately left Rutgers. All right, let's get to a little bit more good news for a couple of schools, and the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry continues as they both added players this weekend, and we'll start off with the 21 class and Michigan adding in-state wide receiver Andrell Anthony, 6'3", 175 pounds, the young man had a very good offer list, including Michigan State, Minnesota, Indiana, Maryland, Notre Dame, and Penn State. Uh, Anthony, when he announced this weekend, uh, he is very vocal about the best players in the state of Michigan staying in the state of Michigan. He made it known that he is going to go after uh, five-star running back Donovan Jackson, Rocco Spindler, who is a four-star guard that is in the state. They are the top two uncommitted state's prospects. He made it known that he is going to put his recruiting hat on and try and get those two players to follow him to Michigan. Uh, at one point in time, uh, I think Edwards was trending towards Michigan. You saw that there's a potential commit there, and then nothing really happened. And, you know, with this blackout period right now, we don't know that recruits are able to contact with coaches, et cetera, et cetera, but they're not able to visit campuses right now. So it's very tough. A lot of players are doing virtual visits. Eh, I, I'm okay with that, but it's just not the same feel. It clearly isn't. However, uh, with those two in-state players and Spindler as well and Evans, they've been to the campus. They know what's going on. So I think that that's a recruiting advantage for Michigan right now, uh, although I'm not 100% sure. Spindler, uh, he will be announcing, I believe, on Saturday. And so we'll find out where he goes. And uh, I think this is, uh, this is one where you're going to see um, another top group like Anthony's of Michigan State, Notre Dame, 
I think that those two schools are, are square in this, and we'll see if Anthony's recruiting pitch will ultimately help. Uh, there are some other notes out of Michigan as well, and uh, this is not a good note. And it's unfortunate because they've had pretty good COVID-19 testing numbers. One of uh, a few schools who have actually been very forthright with their testing. They tested 16 positives out of 276 tests uh, going into the weekend uh, they had like a one a little over one percent ratio on positive tests well this is about five percent this is clearly a notch above and the wrong direction that the michigan athletic department would like to see it going so this is something to monitor uh, obviously it was not enough positive tests to shut everything down but it's still something that you need to keep an eye on because if Michigan trends the wrong way again with their next set of tests, there's a possibility that you could see Michigan becoming the sixth Big Ten school to shut down amid this coronavirus pandemic. So uh, that'll be something that we're all going to be watching because uh, we hate to see it this late in the game. It is difficult. It really is, especially when you're looking at a lot of schools getting ready for spring practice this week. Yeah, it's happening. It's close. We are very, very close to college football, and the Big Ten, again, still has not released their schedule. So uh, hopefully that comes today. Our assumption is, is that comes today because it's uh, it, it's getting there. It's, it's getting close. It really is. Ohio State, they continue their recruiting dominance. It has been impressive what Ryan Day has done. He has not missed a beat since taking over for Urban Meyer. And this time, in-state Ohio linebacker Gabe Powers, 6'4", 220 pounds, had offers from Michigan, Florida State, Notre Dame, USC. The young man at this point in time had a big-time offer list. Remember, 22 class, they are rising juniors. Rising juniors, they don't have the huge kind of offer list as if they, you fast forward and they are a rising senior. So Gabe Powers, big-time player for the Buckeyes, and they continue to get who they want in the state. That's something that I mentioned that Indiana did a good job here with Tom Allen where they kept Josh Sales in state when he had multiple offers to leave the state. Well, with the Buckeyes, they just pick and choose right now. Ryan Day says, I want this guy. He goes out and gets them in state. And then, I'm not going to lie, other schools need to go in and invade Ohio while the picking is right. Michigan State did it for a good 10 years with Mark D'Antonio, and he built a pretty damn good program by going after guys that Ohio State spurned because those guys ultimately went to Michigan State, had a chip on their shoulder, and performed at a high level. Ultimately, they got to the college football playoff. They are the only other school aside from the Buckeyes to do that. So yeah, that blueprint works. So I could see a lot of other teams doing that, but it's unfortunate because they haven't. I don't know why. Who the hell knows? All right, one more note uh, here before we move on to the recruiting rankings and some big-time basketball news. I'm talking huge basketball news. Cleveland.com uh, did their annual beat writer poll, and here is how the beat writers ultimately chose 
how the Big Ten is going to shake out. We are going to go in descending order, starting with the worst team, which is predicted in Rutgers, then the Fighting Illini, Maryland, Northwestern, Michigan State, Purdue, Nebraska, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, surprise there. Penn State, also a surprise there. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Ohio State. All right, I'm going to be blunt with you. I think that the anointment of Minnesota is a little early, especially right now going over Penn State. Yeah, I, I, I just can't see that. Minnesota had a really good year last year. Um, you know, clearly they're returning some damn good players. Uh, you know, Tanner Morgan and Rashad Bateman are, you know, one of the best quarterback wide receiver combos in all of college football. But I'm not sure that's enough. P.J. Fleck needs to show it to me for more than one year. Penn State, consistent. I understand them putting them over Michigan. Uh, Michigan's got some issues with their quarterback. They don't know who the hell their quarterback's going to be this year. So I, I get that. Same with Iowa. That I, I understand. However, Penn State, they're bringing back Sean Clifford. Clifford has made multiple quarterback watch lists this spring. It's not like he's chopped liver and Penn State recruits. I mean, James Franklin recruits at a damn high level, higher than Minnesota. And so I'd flip-flop those those two teams. But aside from that, I think that's pretty, pretty good. I think the ranking is pretty good. All right, let's move on to updating the team recruiting rankings. And this goes by the 247 Sports Composite. Like I said, the Buckeyes are completely dominating. Once again, they continue their lead nationally and in the Big Ten. They are first overall in the country with 19 commits. You've got the Wolverines with the addition of Andrew Anthony. They moved up a few spots. They are eighth overall. They are the second Big Ten team. They have 21 commits. And then you got to move down a little bit to find the next Big Ten team in Wisconsin. They've been kind of quiet in the recruiting trail in the 21 class that they picked up a couple 22 commits, but in the 21 class, they've got 15 commits. They are 16th nationally. The Hawkeyes, a couple slots below them at 18th overall with 17 commits. Maryland Terrapins and Mike Loxley doing a damn good job on the recruiting trail. 19th overall with 18 commits. You've got the Golden Gophers right there, 24th overall, 15 commits. The Nittany Lions of Penn State, they made a little run. They hit that top 25, and then a couple schools jumped them recently. So they are sitting at 28th overall with 13 commits. And then, again, Greg Schiano and the upstart Rucker Scarlet Knights, 21st commits, 32nd overall in the country. So a good start, but you're probably going to see other teams starting to jump Rutgers due to the fact that they already have 21 commitments. They are very close to the 25 cap, so there's not much wiggle room for them, you've got the Wildcats of Northwestern, 41st overall in the country with 14 commits. And then you're going to have to go a little bit lower once again before we find some more Big Ten schools because Indiana and Illinois are just a little bit below that 50 range at 58th for Indiana with 13 commits. And the Fighting Illini are 59th with 14 commits. And the Michigan State Spartans. 64th overall with 12 commits. Mel Tucker initially was on a very good recruiting wave, and then that stopped. And then they've been quiet. 
he went after a lot of guys that had Colorado offers when he was recruiting out there. And then, you know, their, their waves stopped. So uh, Mel Tucker really needs to get back on the recruiting trail, and so does the final team inside the Big Ten. That's Purdue. 83rd overall in the country with just nine commits. Jeff Brom needs to get something moving here. Really does. I mean, at this point in time, you have nine commits. He needs to really do something. Now, the team that he's got returning is pretty damn solid. But he needs to look to the future. And if he's going to do that, he needs to add on some damn quality players. Okay, let's move on to the basketball side of things. There's huge news this weekend. I'm talking massive news because after the fighting Illini have found out that Kofi Coburn and Ayodesumu are both returning to Champaign. Coburn for his sophomore year, Desumu for his junior year. It looks like the Big Ten Championship on the basketball side of things is going to run through Champaign. But wait, hold on. There's more news. Luca Garza has decided that he will return for his senior year. He was second in the Naismith Player of the Year Award behind Obi Topin of Dayton. Wow. At first you want, whoa, hey, fighting Illini. They're probably going to be a top 10 team. But hold on here. Fran McCaffrey and his Iowa Hawkeyes were just waiting on Luca Garza. They are already predicted as a top five team right now in a lot of early preseason polls. So I would say that those two teams are probably your best bets for the Big Ten Championship at the end of the year. Uh, a close second would be, um, th sorry, third, uh, aside from those teams, would be Michigan State. They got some good news this weekend as well. However, they got some bad news also. Wing Aaron Henry decided that he is going to return for his junior year at Michigan State, so that's a nice little boon for Tom Izzo. However, Xavier Tillman I think that we all saw the signs on the walls here that Tillman was gone. When you looked at mock drafts and you looked at everything that was going on, Tillman was a name that continually, consistently, you saw in the first round. We didn't see Kofi Coburn's name in the first round. We didn't see Iota Sumo's, which boggles my mind because after his freshman year, he was trending towards the lower side of the first round. And then after his sophomore year, which was better than his freshman year, He's not on any first-round box? I don't get it. I, I, I'm not sure. Because he improved. He got better. Uh, he did say that his time will come for the NBA draft. And I think he's right. When he looks at the landscape of things, it just didn't look very good for him to leave right now. So getting another year in college when, yeah, you know, he might not be able to take care of his family quite yet, but the time will come. Like he said, the time will come. He will be selected in the first round as long as he continues his upward trajectory coming out as a junior, I believe. So that's a big-time return for the Fighting Illini. And there, those three teams, those are the big three teams. I think that you have to put the two up there in Illinois and Iowa just a little bit ahead. But... You can't ever discount Tom Izzo and the Michigan State Spartans. They recruit at such a high level right now. 
I mean, come on. Look at what they've done in their 22 class. It's just, I mean, Imani Bates is the best high school recruit since LeBron James? Potentially? I mean, that's how good Imani Bates is. And so they're getting a good one in Michigan State. One other note on the basketball side of things, Minnesota got some good news as well as Marcus Carr has announced his return to the Quad Cities. So that is a that is a nice going away present potentially for Richard Patino. Who the hell knows? He's on that lame duck contract, remember. So we don't know going forward how good the Minnesota team could be because there's a lot of question marks going on as coach. And you know, having a lame dunk coach is, is just never a good idea. It just really, really isn't. And that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Rate us, review us, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Monday, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.